Welcome to Openly Gamer Theater's production of Resting Glitchface. A Shadowrun Anarchy actual play. This is Dorothy. I'm playing Binary. This is Maddie. I'm playing Collateral. This is Shannon, and I'm playing Eris. This is Sid, and I'm playing Jet. following content may not be suitable for all audiences. I knock on the door. You hear him say, come in. I come in. I'm like, hey, Dad, I brought you some cookies. Hey, Goody. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Have a seat. I sit down. But I, I do that thing, even though it's like an office chair or whatever, I definitely sit crisscross applesauce in it. So he's looking at you, not like mad, but just kind of like just stone-faced. Yes? Uh, Why were you talking to Mrs. Demon Nil? All right, he kind of looks over at his uh, projector, you know, like his comm, and he, like, looks back at you, and he says, I didn't realize that you were a Decker. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Mom just had the AR feed up for anyone to see. Oh, yeah. Her eyesight's not what it used to be. Yeah. All right, and, he, he, and then he kind of looks at you, and he says, uh, Catherine is uh, trying to convince me of something, and... I'm not buying. Yeah, she strikes me as a big fat liar. Well, that's not completely untrue. So, yes. So, this Milan trip, huh? Mm-hmm. How was it? I'm assuming you've already spoken to your mother. Yep. So you already know what we were doing. Yep. So what are you asking me? How? How? Goody, just talk to me. You don't have to just sit there and stumble. Just use your words. Well, she said you were really mad about it. Yeah, so I am. You realize it was no one's fault but my own, right? Oh, I, I, I have no doubt. Why are you pulling your weight to ruin Thorne's life? I couldn't ruin Thorne's life if I wanted to. Do you know who his father is? Yeah, Dad. I dated him for two years. I know who his father was. I only assume that uh, you got sucked into his world because you are so similar. Bored and rich. Those are two bad combinations. Trying to act out against your father, against the people that brought you into this world and invited you in, into a larger world. But you'd rather do that. I mean, is that is that what you want? Eris is just, like, shrinking. <laughs> if that's what you want, I mean, that's entirely up to you. I just... <sighs> but I'll tell you what, Goody. I actually, I have something that I really need to say to you. Thank you. Thank for what? You showed me something that I didn't know existed. You see, in many ways, 
I was a lot like you when I was younger too. And I thought that this was all there was. This crippling responsibility of having to maintain certain airs and do things the right way. And and then I realized after you left that it doesn't have to be that way. Well, yeah. You taught me that and I do appreciate it. What are you talking about, Dad? Like, just it's same thing you just said. Be straight with me. You don't have to dance around whatever. That's fair. He looks at you again, kind of like like sizing you up almost. I suppose it's it's okay to talk about. You see, there are people in this city who want things to run the way they want them to run. And for a long time, I was on board with that. And your defiance and blatant disregard for tradition and family name and things like that showed me that my daughters don't necessarily have to be a slave to this. Are you talking about the Black Veil Prophet stuff? Yes, I am. And he smiles. Like, for the, fir- for the first time, he smiles. Is it a, is it a creepy no, smile, no, or a, is my normal dad judge smile? Judge intent. Judge that's intent. too many dice, Eric. Oh, oh, that's a humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Eight successes. <laughs> Damn, bitch. All right. On Conrad um, Laclede. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you were asking what was it a sincere smile it wasn't just like was it a sincere smile it was like is it like the warm comfy smile that i'm used to from my dad or is it the cold dead smile of a psychopathic murderer it is the smile of someone who realizes that who he thought was maybe too young too immature or too sheltered to understand what he's alluding to it's my actually gets it. It's my goodies growing up smile. Yep. Got it. You see, there was expectations. You were a part of that peripherally. I know you, some of your friends were part of the, you know, the ball and the the parade and all of that and and some of the other charitable work that the society does. Yeah. There's a deeper level to it. Yeah. You hadn't quite gotten there yet. Let's just say that the powers behind that like to consolidate their power through marriage and unions and things like that. And you leaving ruined those plans. So I, my, the biggest mistake of my life saved me from being in an arranged marriage? Yes. Nice. I go for a high five from my dad. He gives you one. And that made me realize that something similar had to happen with Azalea. Is uh, is that why she's dating that scumbag? All right. He kind of gives you a strange look, like like he doesn't know what you're talking about. Hmm. That might be a sister secret and not a family secret. (sighs) And yeah, he kind of, he kind of looks at you, kind of tilts his head to the side, like, what is she talking about? And then she, and then he just kind of goes, he kind of chins up a little bit as if like, that's something I'm going to have to store in the memory banks. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't ask me about it? Nope. All right, then I'm not going to. I probably would have thrown it right under the bus had he asked. <laughs> Going back to your friend Thorn, things that he did hurt you, and I wasn't in my right frame of mind for a while. But things have happened that have set me on the right track. What kind of things? You don't need to worry about these things anymore. 
you're completely off their radar. I don't think I'm as off their radar as you think, Dad. I don't think we're as off their radar as you think. What do you mean? You know this, the, the thing at Hubbard? Yes. That head was in Azalea's spot. I was told. I think it was them. That's a little public for them. Well, that's what Ari said. I see. How much do you remember of Mima Laclede? I remember some stuff, but I mean, she died when I was like seven. I I remember uh, I I remember stuff that a kid would know. I don't know how that would be relevant. I remember you know her gifts at Christmas and that time that we went to the amusement park together. Okay. Well, what I'm getting at is she always used to say certain things. The only things certain in life are death, taxes, the blues will blow it in the playoffs, and a Cervantes will fucking lie to your face. Well, I didn't know about that last one. Yeah. I know she's your friend, and I know there's, you know, and and you can't really judge someone by the caliber of their parents, but... I'm trying to remember, did I roll Judge Intent on her? I know I did at some point during that conversation, but I don't know if it was about that. I believe you did. Okay. The indicate I don't know it was, it was kind of a heated moment. I don't know if you even rolled on that, but I did at some point during that conversation, but I yeah. don't remember at what part. You didn't get the impression that she was lying to you at all. So I'm gonna interrupt her and I'm gonna be like, I, Ari wasn't lying when she said that. She might have wrong information, but we were having a pretty honest conversation, and I got to find out all sorts of things about her and what she thinks, but. I don't think she was lying about that. Well, something you may not be aware of, but your friend is on the verge of ascending to the next level. So what does that mean? She's going to be part of the problem. And the only person of quote unquote correct breeding that threatens her is your sister. Okay. So she's going to be, she's promised to someone, like she's going to be married off. What does that mean, Dad? With them, marriage is usually a something of convenience. We're not talking about that. You see, you're looking at things at a very almost traditional way. When someone is promised to the inner circle, it's something a little bit more, let's just say it's less wholesome than that. I'm not going to discuss the details of that with my daughter. I'm sorry. And I'm also not going to subject my daughter to it. Well, thanks for that. I No, you did you did what you did for yourself. I understand. What you did showed me the light. Yeah, if it avoids whatever. Why would she even want to do this? Who? Ari. Maybe she feels like she has to. I don't know. She's always caved to all the norms and pressures. So she's threatened by Azalea. Do you think she did it? Is that what you're saying? How did you meet Thorn? Uh, it's through Ari. Hmm, I see. I don't think it was that, though. She was just as pissed that I moved to Italy as everyone else. Was she? Yeah. She's still mad at me now. She's... All right, he smiles. And a sincere smile. And he says, Goody, sometimes as deep as they get... They're told what to think. So she was told to be mad at me, and it has nothing to do about our childhood friendship from birth until now and everything to do with this whatever? Maybe. I don't know. 
if you're asking me what my what I think, yes. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, I think that they've been pulling your strings from the beginning. They've been pulling my strings for many, many years. Until I left to go to Italy. Yeah. Well. Something you did there scared the hell out of them. With tyranny? With that stuff? Yeah. They came to me and said, she is no longer good to us. And that Azalea has to take your spot. All I know is what I saw in tyranny and it wasn't much. Well, this is what it was like, and like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna lay it all out. So you just you just info dump on him, okay? Yep, absolutely. Okay. And then uh, I'm gonna be like, and well, I think you probably already know I've been shadow running since I've been back. Yeah, but those Fabergé eggs that we were after, they were here in St. Louis. And whatever they were trying to do in Tierney, I think they may have been more successful doing here. The site we were at, I don't know. It probably happened around the Gateway incident. I see. I have some people I could call and ask. Do you know anything about the aura calcite? All right. He shakes his head. He says, what is that? Uh, the pink crystals. They're all over the CZ. Only what the news has said is something that um, the pink crystals is is a drug of some sort. Yes. Yeah, does that have something to do with all of this? I don't know. I'm trying to put it all together. And uh, basically, the CZ is crawling with them. And prior to that, according to the people I've talked to, they like it was so rare. It, it was like to see an ounce of it was phenomenal and expensive. And mm-hmm. now it's all over. It's that rare, huh? Yeah. It, well... And uh, Mrs. Demonil, she had some lady with the daughter, Daughters of December here spewing some bull drag. Daughters of December. Mm, okay. He nods. Um. Yeah. Dr. Greenleaf, do you know her? Have you heard of her? Yeah. And he kind of gives you a weird look and he says, Callie? Did we get her first name? No. Well, she introduced herself as Freya Greenleaf. Uh, maybe it's a different one. She said her name was Freya Greenleaf. He smiles and he says, uh, well, that's her old runner name. Freya? Yeah. Oh, interesting. But yes, I know her. Yeah. Well, she, she was, uh, at this meeting we had with, uh, Mrs. Demonil and she was really interested in the Oracalkite and also in me and my group. Since he nods. we he had says, been in the CZ. To be completely honest, that's who I was going to call. She offered to cast a spell on us or perform a ritual or something. Uh, she said that the being in the CZ was going to affect us and we were going to die. Hmm. Uh, then I checked with a um, magician made shaman thing that I trust, and he had not heard of that and thought that she was probably up to something nefarious. Hmm. He, he kind of scrunches his face up and he says, so and he kind of holds his hand out like, you know, hear me out. So a street mage tells you that it's a bad idea that a preeminent magical scholar shouldn't. Does this make sense to you? 
Well, the means with which we were there, and also her daughter's part of my group, and she, like, kidnapped her own daughter? She, like, tased her and took her somewhere and drugged her. All right, he kind of sits there for a second, and then he goes, you're associating with Liliana? No, well, I mean, I saw Liliana, but no, I'm talking about her other daughter, Cammie. All right, he kind of sits there for a second, he goes, oh, I didn't know she had another daughter. Well, she's not a demon ill, so. Oh, okay. And and then he nods and he goes, yeah, that tracks. I kind of get the feeling that she's a little bit of a black sheep of the family. But yeah, if uh, if Callie's associating with demon ill, then yeah, then I would question. Yeah, maybe you were right to listen to some street mage over over her. I don't know. Well, as a street mage, I trusted her, a woman I don't know at all, so. I hear you. So is there a problem with Liliana? He kind of looks at you and says, well, I don't know much about her. She's Kathy's daughter and that she's trouble. I do know that. That tracks. Yeah. She's kind of bounced around a lot. Uh, She's. Dad, are you trying to tell me that she's a hoe for show? (laughs) He smiles and he says, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know any of that. I mean, if she's anything like her mom, then yes. Uh, so dad. Little update on me. I uh, kind of have a new girlfriend. Oh, okay. And she may have dated Liliana before me. His face, like one eyebrow up. He does, he does your eyebrow up. <gasps> oh, fuck. That's where you get it. Yeah. <laughs> and he and says, finally, uh, the circle closes. And he says, uh, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that, uh, Goody. I mean, good for you, but I mean, then he kind of, and then he kind of like shrugs for a second and goes, well, at least it's not that thorn turd. I mean, uh, thorn was only sort of a turd, but yeah, she's great. She's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, where is this superstar? Uh, well, she's a boxer and she has a fight tonight. So she's getting ready for that. You're dating a boxer. Right? Hmm. And then he kind of looks at you and he goes, I do like muscular women. Right? And your mom is not muscular at all. (laughs) Wait, Dad! Oh, no. That's exactly how it goes. I go, right? And then I go, wait, Dad! And he just laughs at you. He says, what? Mom's not muscular at all. Well, she used to be. Your mom used to be jacked? Fuck. What? Your mom was a gymnast, for God's sake. You knew this. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I could watch her do push-ups all day long. And you seem kind of staring off into space now, like, hmm. Dad, stop picturing Mom doing push-ups. This is weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, for the first time ever, I do a matrix search on the profit. Okay, yeah, it comes up. I mean, it's there's not much there, but you get uh, you do get some, like, vid of previous fights, especially, like, amateur stuff. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, well, this is her. I haven't watched this before. You want to watch? Yeah, sure. And then he kind of looks and he goes, which one? Point. <laughs> oh, okay, good. And he just smiles. Who is she fighting, Inigo? Yeah, you're not quite sure, you know. Who I, this I mean, what is. does the other person in the thing look like? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like a punching bag. Especially where you queue up the video because the prophet's already beat her to a pulp. Nice. nice. Yep. So, like, oh, the one winning. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. The prophet. That's her. Oh, okay. Prophet. That's an interesting name. Yeah, she goes by that because, like, she's super fast. Like, look at her, mm-hmm. and she yeah. 
she would like taunt people and she'd be like, I know what you're going to do before you do it. You see, he gets kind of a wry look on his face and he kind of gives you a side eye. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's really good. Yeah. She still fights pro? Uh, no, she's not pro. She found out she was an adept and she's just getting back into it. Uh, her leaving the circuit was kind of traumatizing. How do, how do you find out that you're an adept? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. I you either are or you aren't. I do know that. I mean, I don't know much, but I do know that. Uh, she didn't know, and then her powers just showed up. All right, he seems super confused. Uh, whenever we did see Doctor Greenleaf, she did say something about that. She said that it was weird, and that they may have done. S- Something may have been done to her. Hmm. Like, uh, I don't know, like a magical dampener or something. Uh, he just, he shakes his head and he says, hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, I know that she may not be 100% trustworthy, but Callie knows her business. So if, if she said that, I would probably tend to believe it. I'm not magically active, so I can't, I couldn't tell you if she was, you know, if that's a thing or not. But, but, uh, hey, you know, weird. Yeah. That part she seems sincere about, uh, it also kind of, she kind of gave off the vibes of she wanted to experiment on her, which was another reason we didn't really think we were going to be trusting her. Yeah, that's a little crazy. She didn't say it so much. It's just like, that's really the feel she gave, you know? Hmm. Do you want me to talk to her? To who? Callie. I can talk to her about it if you want more information. Uh. I mean, if I don't want anything to happen to your girlfriend. Right. Well, she... Doesn't I don't think she knew I was me, um, because I was using the Shadowrun name and I had on a little bit of a disguise. This Black Rose. No, no, it's uh, Eris now. Eris. Like the goddess. Oh, okay, that's much better. Some people want to be Freya, and some people want to be Eris. I hear it. Okay. I. It's not really cool all the time. It's cool. Goody, it's really cool. <laughs> you know, nice. I have to placate me, Dad. <laughs> Fucking snipe. You're new. <laughs> Scoped. <laughs> I pretty much talk to my dad about literally everything at this point, right? So he finds out that, that Joe's fighting tonight. Yeah, I said she has a fight, right? Yeah, you, you did say that she's fighting tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, he says she's fighting tonight. Where? Uh, In Dogtown. Oh. And then he kind of sits there for a second and goes, well, can I come? Don't you think that'd be a little awkward first meeting? Shouldn't it be like a dinner or something? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, okay, that'll work. Well. I mean, I get it. It's fine. I can, like, maybe we can, I have to talk to her, but maybe we can set up something really soon. Like, maybe, and then we could go to a fight. Go to a fight? fight like if she fights again you can go to the next one after you've actually like properly met her so that the first time that she's meeting like think about it she's gonna feel awkward if the first time she meets you she's like sweaty and probably covered in blood she'd be on a post win high i think she probably will did you see that yeah that's what i'm saying she, why would you be awkward when you're like riding that riding that high well she's and then he kind of he kind of looks at you and goes you need to have more faith that she's going to win. Damn, bitch. Excuse me, sir. And then he smiles. Yes, madam. <laughs> I have all the faith in the world that she would win. <laughs> she's going to a fight in the KKK rally. Sometimes a She's going to win the fight and then she's going to be murdered by the KKK. 
Listen, <laughs> listen. We got we got some big strong folks coming to. I feel a little better about it because we have a security detail, but I'm still not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Two chuckle fucks. <laughs> well, no, liquid, two real chuckle fucks. Liquid is gonna be there, and Liquid, you won't even know where she is. And real chuckle fuck. <laughs> and it sounds like all of it wasn't just Liquid; it was the Mystery yeah. Meat Inc. team. That the squad's gonna be there. Squad up. We're gonna get jerseys after this. So, um. All right. So you you shoot your dad down, so he's not gonna go to the fight. Anything else? I'm well. You say it like that, but I'm also trying to smooth it over. Of okay. like, hey, let's. Uh, it's the first night she's available for dinner. We'll do. We can do that. Okay. Just like you know, I I don't want her to be caught off guard. Okay. I that's very considerate of you. Thank you. I'm working on that. Well then, what are we going to do about your sister and her attitude? <laughs> uh, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, speaking of the aura calcite, she was doing it one night. Oh, fuck. Right. Nark. She she looks. Or he kind of looks at you like, really? Fucking. Really? Nark. Like I'm a narc. <laughs> uh, judge intent. That's four successes. All right. No, he's. Uh, yeah, he just. It's it's more of a yeah. That's kind of a, a breach of the you know the sister code. So yeah, fuck her. She's doing fucking. All right. So anyway, yeah, he kind of gives you a look like, hmm, okay. And then he says, "So what is this stuff? I just, you know, I hear it's, I hear it's bad, but I mean, what exactly is it? I don't know. My mage friend was trying to describe it. It's like he's a little hard to follow sometimes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's like being awakened, but because of a drug, and so without any of the skills to like deal with that. Oh, uh, well, I could see where that could be." bad i suppose i mean everyone including dr greenleaf has acted like it's like super dangerous like it's like worse than nova coke mm. now you're speaking his language because of course he's a doctor he goes mm, yeah i mean that's the only reason i even told you because otherwise yeah that's i wouldn't rat her out for anything all right then if it's drug related that i can handle talking about her attitude oh and it's well okay is there more I don't know if that's why she has the attitude. I just know she's also doing that. Well, I'm sure they're probably closely related. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, please don't rat me out. I don't want her to hate me. She'll never tell me any secrets, and I can't tell you. Deal. I shake his hand very some, formal right. and properly. He shakes it back. He says, like, do you need some money for tonight? I should be good. Okay. Claude going to take you, or are you taking your car? Is the area like a bad area? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Claude take me anyway, because okay. Claude can t- take care of himself, right? Like he's a rigger, yeah. Yeah, if he needed to murder some motherfuckers and be extra security, wouldn't be wouldn't be the first time. He sure could. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Um, uh, yeah. If if Claude can, sure. I don't think he's doing anything. He doesn't leave for Jupiter for another week. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about it on the way over. I'm sure you were. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like he's got a lot of plans. Yeah, he always does. Yeah. Being the driver of one of the minority owners helps. We own the Cardinals. Some of them. Damn bitch, what? We own the Cardinals. Holy shit. I never realized how rich I was until now. (laughs) (laughs) We're the second richest uh, people in St. Louis. God. Who's the first richest? I know. Nobody knows. All staff. Oh, everybody knows. (laughs) (laughs) So you aren't mad, right? And we're cool? 
We're always cool. But, and I'm a little mad, but not so mad that I'm going to ruin the relationship I have with my daughter. Thanks, Dad. And I give him a hug. All right. He gives you a hug and then he holds his knuckles out. Love you, Dad. Love you too, Goody. All right. Now we're switching over to Joe. You're driving the Bramalam. Yup. And you arrive at the venue and you're just going to park the Bramalam on the street. How are you doing this? I mean, usually for. Um, for venues like that, there's like designated parking spots for the athletes. Uh, and so I'm going to park like it. In the, like in the basement of the garage? Yeah. Okay. So I park it down there because I figure like, I mean, it's safe-ish down there. Right. And this is a, it's not huge. It's not like a, like a huge arena. It's more of a, I, I would say it's more of like a medium venue, like almost like a college arena mm-hmm. that they've set up for this particular bout, bout this event. And you uh, make your way down to the dressing room, and Kmore's down there, and he's like, oh, Joe, you're back. Good. Yeah, I told you I wasn't going to be gone for too long. Well, I was beginning to worry about you because, you know, um, you know, the fight's coming up like any minute now and, and stuff. And yeah, I need you to be in the right frame of mind. So um, w- why are you dressed like that? Uh, well, um, I ran – to the corner store to get some milk. You're a bad liar. You know that. You know, you realize that I, I know when you're lying, right? Do you? I, I, I think I do. Well, look. Because you, you're still dressed, you dressed like you've been, uh, you know, doing your, your other job stuff. You always need to be prepared for people jumping you in Dogtown. That's, uh, that, that is true. That is very true. Um, so, and I just get, get dressed and just sit here and, uh, I'll have the, I have the masseuse come in. We'll get you, you know, get you relaxed for the pre-fight and everything. Uh, did you weigh yet? And, uh, not yet. Take a shower, then weigh. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna go get a hot dog. Yeah, no. Enjoy that hot dog. And you see him and he's got his brace on his leg. So he's just, you know, he's oh, hobbling. Oh, God, K-more. He's like, uh. I, I kind of wish that, you know, I wish I had one of those motorized scooters, you know, not like the ones you get at like the, you know, at the, at the grocery store or something like that, but something a little bit cooler. Cause yeah. this walking around like this with this, this cane, it just, ugh. I, I'm, I'm already, you know, I already take a long time to walk cause I'm so damn stubby. Well, I mean, like I could lend you some money and we could get you like a motorized brace if you want. Motorized. What, what would that even be like? Well, it would it would just be, go around your leg basically and support the parts that need to be supported, but it'd let you walk. They do those. They make those. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Ha- I wouldn't have to wear this this contraption. No, it, it, it doesn't bend. I mean, yeah, it it would. Well, actually, I guess you did dislocate your knee. Mm. Yeah. I could. Mm, I'm in a tight get, spot. Let's get you a rascal. A rascal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway. I'm going to go get my hot dog. Okay. Here. Enjoy a hot dog on me. And I pass him a couple of creds. Oh. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. I'll get a jumbo. Do it. Treat yourself. And he, and he hobbles out. Too precious. A few minutes later. You decent? I, yeah. Cracks the door. Dog leash pokes his head in. Joe? Hey, dog leash. What's up? I am your security detail. Oh, sick. Well, I have no idea what to expect tonight. Well? Uh, we're going to make sure that it, uh, it doesn't turn out, uh, rotten. How about that? That sounds excellent. Uh, do you want me to stand? You want me in here? You want me outside the door? Where you want me? You can stand outside the door. Okay. 
this is Dogtown, so I'm packing. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. All right. I may or may not have already killed somebody, just so you know. Oh, inside the <laughs> arena? Uh, No, in the parking lot, but it, 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 it's cool. Okay, cool. All right. All right, I'll just be right out here. Perfect. If I need you, I'll shout. Hey, is there, is there a beer vendor around here? Can can I drink? That's the uh, that's my second question. Oh, I don't know. Will it impair you? Because if I don't, there might may be more deaths. Douglas, you chaotic asshole. Yeah, you know what? Go Hell get yeah. yourself a beer on me, and I, I you forward him forward some. him some credits. Oh, hey, thanks. Uh, you gonna be okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like abandoning my post here, so you know. Well, you know what? Fuck it. And he just kind of stands there and he goes. I'll do it remote. I'll have one of those motherfuckers bring me a drink. Okay. It's on its way. Thanks. Uh, nice. And he closes the door. And you hear him out there. He's like, hurry your ass up. If the fight's about to happen, at what point do I show up? Uh, whenever you want. Okay. Tight. I actually, I looked it up. And uh, from my apartment, it's about it's about three miles away. Okay. It's, it's pretty close. I didn't realize that when I picked out the location. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. I'm just in a real bad area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I could, presumably I could walk, but I probably take. I probably take won't or shouldn't. Probably won't or shouldn't. Um, Second point of order. So I know we, we talked about Linda Cartering, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the heels. Yeah, running in heels, yeah. Would the heels impair me at all, given that I'm no. pretty used to nope. Hell yes. I am absolutely wearing some stilettos. I look tight as fuck. Okay. Cool. I look very dangerous. I've got great makeup on right now. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, stilettos, knife blades, monofilament knife they blades. Because that will fill, fulfill one of my desires for this show. That's, sorry, sorry. No, they are not. They just look really good. I tried to, I tried to sell Sid on the monofilament knife legs, and she was like, "Nah." Sid, you son of a bitch. Sorry, sorry, babes. <laughs> yeah. So then, like a few minutes later, you hear another. You know, like or you hear like a. Uh, is this? Is this uh, Joe's room? Depends on who's asking. Uh, hey, uh, it, hey, it's it's Jet. So oh. yeah, you see, you see, the dog leash is he's this large. You can't really tell if he's uh, either a, a large human or maybe a medium to smallish sized orc. It's hard to tell because his face is so fucked up. Got it. Do you have like a pass or anything? What, Legs. What do I look like? A fucking hooker? You want me to answer that question? I know the answer is yes, but like Jet is whatever. that. Is that you? Yeah, it's me. Hey, Dogly, she's cool. She's part of the security oh, detail. fuck yeah. All right, he opens the door. He goes, sorry about the hooker statement. That's fine. I right, listen. Right, Joe, I'm sorry I called your friend a hooker. No, it's okay. She kind of, she kind of like brushes her hands along his shoulder and winks as uh, she kind of walks in. She just kind of says, hey, hey, Joe, where do you, where do you want me? All right. And he, he just kind of watches and then he goes, hmm, all right, still got it. Closes the door. <laughs> He knows you still got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when she says, hey, Joe, where do you want me? She definitely, like, waggles her eyebrows a little bit, like, eh? God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Dogleash then slowly closes the door like he's waiting to catch something and then closes the door. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't – so I am not going to lie. I don't know a whole lot about your specialty or your combat prowess. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Let, let me – let me just let me unpack real quick. And so she pulls out a couple of knives from her kind of underneath her coat. And then she pulls out a third knife. It's a big old knife. It's like a Bowie knife. And then she also says, oh, and I got a piece, too, but I don't really like that one as much. OK, it's, it's a just in case. Listen, um, I just like to stab things, you know, it's good. 
That's real good. Sure. I like to punch things. That is real good. So I'm glad that we both get to do what we love tonight. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to trust you to position yourself wherever you think is going to be most strategically sound to your fighting capabilities. You want me to think about shit? That's fucked up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, Um. I have to use the brain cell today. (laughs) Real quick. Yeah. I don't want to. I want you to have a good chance with this. I'm sorry. But Eris and I knew each other when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Um, And also, I'm no longer dating Liliana. So I'm like, oh, you were briefly, (laughs) briefly. Joe at first is like waving it off. She's like, yeah, no. um, Bianca told me that you guys knew each other when you were kids. And then she's like, wait, what? And she like snaps her head over and she's like, you knew this. Liliana said over the phone when Cammie called her. Yeah, I forgot. Until just now. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Listen, don't worry about it. Outside you hear, uh, hey, what, what, hey, what's the, what's the big, hey, you made me drop my, my damn hot dog. Nope. Nobody in here until it's, it's, until it says it's okay. Uh, hey, Kmore. All right. You hear dog leash. You know this one too? Yeah. That's my, uh, he, he's like my coach kind of. <laughs> All right. He goes, oh, oh, sorry, little man. Here, let me get that hot dog for you. Yeah. It's on, on the floor. Damn it. I gotta brush it off. <laughs> and all the mustard came off of it too. It's like, well, here, I'll tell you what, man. I'll order you another one. Really? Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's really nice of you. Okay. And then Kmore comes walking in and he's like, hey, Joe, I got half a hot dog here. Um, and I'm getting another one, I guess. Oh, congratulations. It's your lucky day. It is my lucky day. Oh, uh, and he looks up at Jet and he's Way like, up. Oh, hi. Um, who's your friend? Uh, this is Jet. Jet is part of my security detail. Oh, like this guy. Yeah. Okay. You work with him? Uh, oh, not until extremely recently. It's nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, my name's Kmore. All right. Jet. Jet, yep, sure is. Mm. Is, is there is there a name really Jet, or is it one of those those code names? It's probably a runner name. I don't know what it is. Oh, it, Wicked is a runner name. I'm not telling you. Oh, Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, Jet, I don't mean to be rude, but um, yeah, she needs to be like completely focused right now. Okay, I'll stop distracting her. Th- thank you. Thank you. And I walk out to stand kind of next to Dog Leash. <laughs> All right, yeah, Dog Leash is like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I get to use my Bowie knife today, and I kind of brandish it a little bit. All right, he kind of goes, he, he kind of shudders and goes, oh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in danger. Kmore's like, uh, I... Uh, I'm a little worried about you, Joe, okay? You keep having all these women around you, and they're distracting you. <laughs> Jed is not a distraction, I assure you. That I, I beg to differ, but okay. <laughs> I understand. You know, I get it. You know, you're a hot commodity. I understand this. You know, everybody wants a piece, but, you know, you got to focus because this uh, Chloe is not going to – she's not going to take anything. She's, she's going to try and take everything. Yeah. Okay, you need you need focus right now. No, but I don't want anybody else in this room. Okay, uh, where's the where's the masseuse? Oh, um, hasn't arrived yet. So I'm not too happy. I can start for for you if you want. Uh, you know, we can start getting stretched out. I mean, yeah, like let's, we're let's on stretch. A- and he's like, here, let's let's start working your shoulders. And he's like stretching you. He has to climb up on like the bench to. <laughs> I love my tiny trash dad. A good boy. <laughs> Uh, outside, uh-huh. um, you see a couple people come walking down the hallway mm-hmm. and, uh, standing out here for a little bit, you know that, uh, one of them is like the venue coordinator. Okay. <laughs> Two elves and a human. 
Two elves and a human. Walking okay. with. Dog leash is standing next to you, and you're both kind of watching these people kind of walking up. Okay. And uh, the coordinator says, points at the door and says, this is her uh, dressing room. I'm not sure if her trainer is allowing anybody to go in. Uh, depends on your business. The elven woman says, uh, just let her know that Dr. Greenleaf is here. Uh, I kind of like knock. Dog leash is kind of looking at both of them. And uh, he says, uh, what are they doing here? I don't know. Maybe she knows them. All right. Knock on the door. Yeah. Kmore is like, distractions, 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 distractions. And Jet kind of peeks in and she's just like, hey, um, do you know a Dr. Greenleaf? And Joe's like hunched over, like getting her shoulders like all worked out. And she like sits up and she's like, Dr. Greenleaf's here? Yeah. Is that chill or do you want me to? What's she here for? So, Dr. Greenleaf, what is the uh, nature of your visit today? Just so professional. I love it. She says, it's one of her traits. I wanted to wish her good luck. And I also have something that might help her with her fight. She says she wants to help you with the fight. Mm-hmm. She's got something. Let her in. I'll hear her out. I'll make it quick, Kmore. He gets off of the bench and he just kind of sits there. <laughs> Oh, and he, you see him stretching his his hip because the the brace is like you know, it locks his hip up. God, a little okay. Bit. Um, and I say, all right, if it's all the same with you folks, we're gonna have you stay out here, and then I'll say, Doctor Greenleaf, she says she'll talk to you. All right, you say that to the promoter? Uh, to the other, yeah, to the promoter and whoever else is with him. Okay, so you see that the, the door open, and Doctor Greenleaf is standing there with Boggs right next to her. Boggs, bitch, what? Where have you been? Greenleaf walks in and the door closes and he's staying outside. And then I kind of like look at him I'm like, Mr. Boggs, is it? He looks at you and he says, I don't think that we've met. Hi, how are you doing? My name's Jake. Uh, it's, it's nice to meet you, sir. My name is Jet. Jet. Yep. Oh, okay. So he looks over and he says, uh, and Dogleash just kind of looks at him and just kind of looks away like, fuck you. And Boggs, oh, okay. And the coordinator guy just walks away. He He was there to just lead them to the door and that was it. All right, so Dr. Greenleaf comes in and she says, uh, may I sit down or? Sure. She sits down in a, in a chair and she looks at you and she says, I think what you're doing is really important. I agree. She kind of looks up like, you know, looking at the walls and stuff and she just shakes her head and she says, what these people have been doing for you to have the courage to step into this venue and do what you're going to do. It's very brave and I commend you for it. But that's not exactly why I'm here, although I I will watch your bout. I wouldn't miss it. But there's something about you that's different, and I felt the change in you happen just recently. Did something happen? Do you mean like over the past week? Within the last within day? the last within the last twelve hours. Yes. Um I may have punched a creature of darkness in the face that wore the face of one of my friends that may that be what you're talking about yes that is what i'm talking about you see when we last met i've been keeping i wouldn't say an eye on you but uh i've been we are connected we'll say it that way and i have a feeling that you're starting to break through your block and i think that you are on the verge of having a complete breakthrough and i think i can help you with that but i understand that you don't completely trust me, and that's a good thing. I would wonder about you if you didn't, but your aura is different from the last time I saw you. As soon as I came in the room, I could tell that you had changed. 
And there's more to it, I think. Okay. So what does any of that mean for me then? Well, what does that mean? It means that what had been done to you was very deliberate. And when I say deliberate, it's not just the effect, but the reason behind it. You see, there are those that fear us and the things that we can do. And when true elves exert their power, it can be very, very intimidating to those who don't understand it or have counter positions to us. Does that make sense? Okay. I think I follow what you're saying so far. Good. So why am I here? Yes. I have a feeling that there's something going to happen. And without true guidance, it might be a little too devastating. Think about the things that you have done and how you've been able to manifest the things that you've done. It's quite unusual. I guess. And this is not something that you have to agree to now, but I wanted to speak to you before your fight because your breakthrough may happen during the fight, and I wanted to talk to you before it. It may not happen. It may not happen for many years, but I want to offer my hand to you as a friend and to offer my guidance to help you through this transition. It may not make any sense to you, and it may you may not believe me, and that's fine. And maybe someday you'll realize who you are. And I will always be there to help you. Okay. Kobe did what he did to try and ruin you. Well, okay. And I I understand that. But I don't... Un- I guess the thing that I don't understand is... Oh, there's actually a lot. Oh, God. Um, true elves? Um, magical power? Um, okay. How about this? Because this is a lot right now. And I do need to get myself into a particular mindset. We won't do this now, but maybe later. Is that okay? Absolutely. Can I still give you a gift? Sure. May my associate come in? Boggs, yeah. Okay. Kmor never left, so he's just kind of standing yeah. there. And he's just shaking his head. Like, you know, what is this bullshit? This is just, you know, he you can tell he's pissed off because he's like, you know, this is just distraction upon distraction. And then she looks over at him and says, could you ask my associate to come in? And he's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, don't mind me. He walks, he hobbles over to the door and opens up the door and he says, yeah, associate, you can come in. We've just kind of been staring at each other, like sizing each other up like cats. Sort you're talking of, about like, you and Boggs? Yeah. No, oh, Boggs won't that's eat. not what Boggs is doing. No, but you, okay, you, well then. You're staring at Boggs, and like, Boggs is kind of looking at his feet and finding, you know, like things to like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh, actually, if he's done sports reporting before, he might he might know me, but. Uh, it would be more of the arts stuff. Yeah, it would be more arts and society then. Yeah. Anyway, so she's kind of like, she's kind of like staring at him. Yeah, he won't, he won't even look at you. Okay. That's reasonable, I guess. Yeah, he's a, trust him. He's it's definitely like, a beta. Man. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He cannot handle this Stacy here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, associate, you can come in now. And then Kmart just kind of like hobbles it. off and Boggs walks in and he's he's got a bag with him. And uh, she looks at him and says, Jake, could you uh, get the green bag, please? He's like, yeah, sure. He reaches in, pulls out a green bag, hands it to her. And uh, she like, hands you this. It's like a like a velvet bag, and hands it to you. I mean, what does it feel like? Uh, it it actually just feels like it's like stuffed with like cloth or something. Mm. It's a it's a drawstring bag. So. Yeah, I open the drawstring. Okay, you open it up, and it's 
hand wraps. And uh, Kamor kind of walks over and he goes, it's wraps. Yeah. Right? And she says, I enchanted them myself. With what? She's still sitting. She never stood up or anything. And she kind of looks at you and she says, you do know that they're going to try and make an example of you, right? I mean, I assumed. So Jake, show her the picture. And he goes, I, okay. And he kind of points at your, like, at your eyes, like, you're going to put your glasses on? You want me to project Yeah, it? no, I, bloop. All right. And he projects, he sends you a, a, a video and you see Chloe. And she's sitting in, looks like she's sitting in her dressing room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as you're looking at it, you realize that Jake is in, has, was in the room when this was happening. Oh, jeez. The guy, somebody is talking to him and he, you hear him go, post dispatch, motherfucker. And he's like, and the guy's like, fine. And he's, and he's talking to Chloe as if he's interviewing her. And you see her just kind of sitting there and she's, st- and she won't answer him. She won't even look at him. She's just like hard focused, like dead ahead. And he like is a- asking these questions, like three or four questions. She doesn't say a word. And then he's like, and the guy's like, come on, you just got to go. And he starts to pull Jake away. And you see that as he's being pulled away, Chloe is just kind of sitting there and you see somebody is like behind her and doing something to the back of her head. And Jake says, I know you know what that means. Shit. Okay. Yeah, so these hand wraps. Does she? No, but Joe's not going to say that she doesn't. Uh, the black tampon? <laughs> Probably cursed. Probably cursed. Extremely cursed. So, like, bad. Well, actually, hold on. Does it look like the same, like, did the black tampons look like the same shade of black that the pus that came out of Val's back was? Yes. Oh, I still don't totally understand, but I know that it makes me uncomfortable. Boggs left the door open. He did not close. Oh, yeah, door. I've been listening in. Wicked. Okay. Just like. All right. So, yeah, you see this, you see this black tampon on the, uh, yeah, you see somebody doing you the You say back. that and it makes it seem like it looks like a black tampon when really it's a black box. Yeah, it's a black square. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a chip, uh, like a, mm. uh, processor chip or something like that. Um, but anyway, so as you're, as you're seeing this and it's pr- being projected on your AR, he's projecting it not just to you. It's actually like, you know, everybody in the room can see it because they're commenting on it. Yeah. And then you hear Dogleash go, motherfucker. What's up, Dogleash? I know exactly what that is. Yeah, me too. But why don't you tell us your story? <laughs> yeah, explain it to me, please. All right. He kind of looks at Boggs and he kind of he says, yeah, Eris gave me one of those. She said to take care of it, to watch it, make sure no one got to it. How did she get? How did Chloe get it? There might be more than one. Hmm. Okay, well, it's bad news. I know that. It's some sort of a control chip. Horrible. Like what they do with drones? So the pilots are going to pilot Chloe and kill me. Nailed it. Good work, team. We figured out their plot. Bog says, well, if it's a signal, it can be hacked, right? In theory, yeah. No any riggers? And then Jake goes, oh, hang on a second. I do. And I say, you know, I kind of tap my shoulder and say, you got that shift? All right. And shifts in your ear and she's like, I've never had a signal I couldn't hack. I know. I know. That's why I love you. <laughs> so that's all you hear is just, I know, I know. That's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my roommate. Oh, okay. All right. So then Dr. Greenleaf looks and she says, a transmission interruption. Interesting. Very interesting. And then she looks over at Kmart and goes, are you a betting man? And he's like, uh, mm. well, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, I'm, I'm a betting man. Uh, cause I do lose a lot. 
Uh, so I bet, but I do it badly. I love him. <laughs> I love him. A good boy. She's like, well, I think it'd be a safe bet to bet on the profit tonight. Um, I don't think I can bet on my own fighter. I think they frown on that. I mean, maybe. You can give me the money. I'll do it for you. Yeah, I still don't think that's a right. Eh. You're welcome to bet however you please. <laughs> I'm not going to risk uh, my getting back into the fight game on betting on fighters that I'm representing. Yeah. I can't do that. That's probably smart. So, okay. They've got a rigger. Excellent. Um, We're going to counter rig their rig. Excellent. That all makes sense. The thing that I'm still wondering about is uh, the the wraps are enchanted. What are they enchant? How are they enchanted? Oh, there's something you need to know that maybe hasn't been told to you before. But the people who wear those black boxes can be affected by magic. Oh, you see, and I can't quite completely explain it, but have you ever heard of dual nature? No. As an adept, and this is something that you should have been told a long time ago, you are considered to be both mundane and magical. That's your dual nature. Okay. Your friend uh, Val Mm -hmm. is the same thing, only her dual nature is mundane and digital. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm following. All right. She points at the freeze frame of Chloe and says, that creature is a tri-nature. Okay. So. She looks technological. Mm-hmm. And if you look at her, you know, and, and, and don't know how to really look and or make assumptions. Most people assume that if you have cyberware that you aren't magically active, but those creatures are. Mm. That is their weakness, actually, at least from my experience. So, and she points at the wraps and she says, so what I'm giving you is an edge. Well, I mean. You're welcome to thank you, but no thank you and try and and beat this creature on your own merit, which is completely fine. Or you could stack the deck, you might say, and exploit a weakness that has been identified in your opponent. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, 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 that sounds like a good idea. Joe, I think that sounds like a good idea. And he kind of, he's looking, he's like. I don't know nothing about riggers and stuff, but I do know that um, that they move that they they move pretty fast, or at least their stuff does. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I'm they're fast. I'm hoping I'm faster, but it might it would make Eris worry less if I wore them. So, and you know, I, it, it it was Chloe that said you know that everything's on the table, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, she's the one that said that. She she did. So I, I it's not cheating. It's not. So Joe starts wrapping the, it's actually way too, um, uh, way too early to, to like actually wrap because, you know, she hasn't been all stretched out right. yet, but she, um, uh, she looks at Greenleaf. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the edge. Good for you. And I'll be watching. I'll try not to disappoint. And when you're, when it's all said and done and when you're ready, I'll be there. Just come and talk to me. Oh, okay. Then she gets up and she looks over at, Jacob and Jake looks at her and says, uh, Dr. Greenleaf. And then he looks at you and he says, well, I hope you win. Well, I'm not planning on losing. And he looks at Kmore and he goes, and I am a betting man. He turns and he walks out. <laughs> yeah. So Jet's like leaning against the door and she says, I wonder if she agreed to that. Who are hmm. you saying that to? Oh, I'm just kind of saying it to the room at large now that it's just them. Oh, okay. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's 
Sometimes people do things to themselves if they think it's going to benefit. They don't really understand what they're getting into. I can't speak to Chloe's experience, um, but she did seem pretty eager when I first met her, so... All right, then ream the bitch, damn. You get a message from Liquid. Yeah. It's just a text message, and all it says is, don't eat the hot dogs. Thank you for listening to this episode of Resting Glitch Face. Theme music by Synthesque. Background music by Machinima Sound. Outro music by Super Boink. Edited by Oz. Produced by Eric Osley. Shadowrun is property of Catalyst Game Labs. Openly Gamer Theater is trademark property of Side Tangent Productions Incorporated. Looking for more resting glitch face pay data? Become a patron. Patreon.com slash resting glitch face.